everyone, and thank you for joining me on Evolved, um, the place where the podcast where we build one another up, share your opinions, your thoughts, ideas, beliefs, and your feelings. Here is where you will never be outcast for being who you are. Hello, 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 everyone. I want to thank you all for listening in. Tonight's episode will continue with chapter four, Walking with the Spirit. You don't want to miss this one, so stay with me as we journey through this chapter together. so much for coming back and joining me on this episode. Um, like I said, we will continue with chapter four, Walking with the Spirit. I will read a little bit and then I will bring out, um, I'll, read, I'll read the key points, um, bring out the key points. Um, I won't read the entire chapter, but I'll read some of it and bring out the key points. Um, and then you guys can go back and read the chapter um, and then come back and listen to um, the discussion. Um, I don't call it a discussion. Well, I guess it is a discussion. You know, I read the, you know, answer the questions and we'll kind of put my insight in and out on it. But anyway, but before we begin, you know, because I want to jump right in before we begin, let's pray. Father God, we come before you this evening with a hunger for your word. Meet us with the humble spirit of you and your guidance as we come together in this discussion. Thank you, Father, for all that you do and place your hands upon the sick and those who are lost but want your presence. Shield them with your everlasting love and protection. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So let me jump right in. Um, I'm not feeling so well this evening, but I'm still going to... Um, I am still going to read a little bit because I want to. But, um, all right. Walking with the Spirit, Chapter 4. Our planet was changed forever by the birth and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we forget there was another glorious event that also changed the earth. It happened seven weeks after the risen Jesus ascended into heaven during the Jewish festival Pentecost. When the Lord Jesus filled his followers with the power of the Holy Spirit in Acts 2, chapters, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13, you can find that there. From the moment that Christ's followers received the gift of the Holy Spirit, the world was impacted by the surge of divine life that began flowing through them. They had a new power, a new purpose, a new praise, and a new pouring out of love and life that turned them and their spirit world upside down. When the promised spirit came and filled every believer in Acts chapter 2 verse 3, it was clear, a clear sign that from then on, everyone who named the name of Jesus would receive God's life-changing, empowering spirit. And I'm also bring out the spirit is a vital, spirit is vital to every area of the Christian life. Paul explains that we are being transformed into Christ's image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. You can find that at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18. When we are in Christ, we become a new creation. Did you hear that? Let me read it again. When we are in Christ, we become a new creation. 
2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And the Holy Spirit transforms us over time into the likeness of Christ by growing the fruit of the Spirit in us. Not only that, but the Spirit gives us gifts that God will use as we serve him in the world. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 17. So, the Spirit also gives us the spiritual power that will strengthen our witness for Christ. Among the last recorded words of the resurrected Jesus to his disciples was this promise. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witness. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. We need to remember that the word witness is not a verb. It is a noun. Jesus is describing who we are called to be. The issue isn't whether we desire to be Jesus' witness, but whether we'll be his faithful witness. We are all witnesses. It's just whether we live that out. Isn't that amazing? That is why the Holy Spirit's role in evangelism is so important. Because of the Spirit's divine power within us, we can do what we can do by the Spirit. We cannot never do by ourselves. Knowing that God is the power in evangelism sets us free from fear because evangelism is not something we do alone. It is about God and his empowerment. When we ask the Holy Spirit to give us boldness, courage, anointing, and power to share the good news, he will. We do not simply give information when we share the gospel. We need the Spirit's power to give our words meaning and effectiveness. It is not our brilliance or clever arguments that bring people to faith. Remember that. Let me read that again. It is not our brilliance or clever arguments that bring people to faith. It is God's spirit working within us, and he also works in non-Christians by opening spiritually blind eyes, by convicting and convincing them so they can call Jesus Lord. You can find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3. It is the Spirit of God that brings about rebirth, produces transformed lives. John chapter 3, verse 5 through 8. We do not have that power, but the Spirit of God does. We are the instruments that God uses, but we are not the agents of transformation. So I was reading from... Walking with the Spirit, some of it, and I'm going to point, make some points, um, read the viewpoints in Western church problem, bring out some key points. So, the early church demonstrated that great courage in their witness and were bursting at the seams with spiritual power, even while they were experiencing catastrophic consequences for proclaiming the gospel. We, on the other hand, often shrink back at merely a raised eyebrow. God's supernatural power is available to us that the living God speaks and acts and that his power through his spirit and his word is able to make all things new in a way that transcends human categories. You like that? So, you know, to live as Christ's witnesses in the 21st century, it is critical that we embrace the power of the spirit who resides in us. Yet as the author Fleming Rutledge acutely points out, our essential problem today can be identified in the words which the Lord spoke to a group of seducers 
Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? Mark 12, verse 24. So how do we begin not just to understand the power of God's spirit in theory, but to experience it in practice? First, we need to recognize the tremendous difference between the biblical view of reality and our culture's view of reality. So all scripture is alive with the vibrant awareness of the supernatural presence of God. The ancient Hebrew writers referred to God as the living God in Deuteronomy. You can find that Deuteronomy chapter 5 verse 26 as well as 1 Samuel chapter 17, 26 and Joshua chapter 3 verse 10 and Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 10. He is a God who is dynamic and alive. He speaks and he acts. What distinguished Israel from the other nations on earth is that the very presence of this God dwelled in their midst. So, there is more to see than what we can physically see. When, when a servant of the prophet Elisha came to him in a state of panic because he had seen enemy armies surrounding the city, Elisha prayed, Open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. We are told that the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all round Elisha. Second Kings chapter 6, verses 16 through 17. The power of the Spirit is still more evident in the New Testament. As Jesus began his ministry and declares that he is the long-awaited Messiah, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Luke chapter 4 verses 18 through 21. Jesus didn't just preach the good news through the power of the Spirit. He demonstrated it through the miracles he performed. Likewise, the Holy Spirit empowered the early church to preach the word of God with courage, anointing, and power, and through the Spirit's power they were able to perform signs and wonders. How amazing is that? Isn't that amazing? So let me continue from supernatural to secular. The biblical view of reality embraces both the seen and the unseen. What is seen is only part of the world, but the unseen reality, the supernatural presence of God, the Holy Spirit, angels, and demons is viewed as even more real. By contrast, in our present culture, what is unseen is considered unreal and irrelevant. For something to be considered a part of the real world, we must be able to see, hear, touch, smell, weigh, and measure it. So, in other words, living in our post-Christian culture as neg negatively impacted believers so that we have difficulty with invisible realities, our task as Christians is to recognize and resist the distortions of advanced minority and to live our lives in the light of the unseen world, even while living in a culture that denies that such a thing is possible. We are to live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. The difficulty today, as Jesus points out, is that often the unseen is no more real for Christians than it is for skeptics. Too often we behave without realizing it as functional atheists. What do we do to develop a deeper awareness of spiritual realities? We must take seriously the Apostle Paul's exhortation to fix our eyes not on what is seen, 
but what is unseen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. How do we fix our eyes on the unseen? By learning how to walk in the power of the Spirit, which will reshape our lives and deeply impact our evangelism. Isn't that amazing? Now let's take some key points from walking in the Spirit. There are several things that will help us to walk in the Spirit, such as abiding in Christ, prayer, and the Word of God. And we'll look at the first two um, in this chapter. So in John 15, on the night before he was crucified, Jesus told his disciples that he was about to die and would no longer be physically present with them on earth. They were not to despair, however, because he would send the Holy Spirit when he returned to heaven. Through the Spirit, Jesus said he would remain close to them and would do the same for all believers from that point on. Jesus tells his friends, 14, we need to remember what he told us. I am the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 5. Let me read that again. We need to remember what he told us. I am the vine. You are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And that's John 15, verse John chapter 15, verse 5. So as Christians, we, we are not alone. No matter what we feel and whatever our circumstances we do not wait for the sensation of Christ's presence. The sense of God's presence is an added gift that we may ask for, and we are grateful when it comes. Walking in the Spirit or abiding in Christ simply means that we walk by faith and not by feelings. We trust Jesus' words, I am with you always and even until the end of the age. That's Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. So, and calling to mind that there is another who dwells within me um, has made a tremendous difference in life. And Rebecca tells us as when she was a young believer, um, she would have morning devotions, um, offer prayers, and during the day, um, she would even pray, you know, before going to bed at night. But her spiritual grew by leaps and bounds when she uh, began to understand how to walk in the spirit. So wanted to bring that out. Now let's jump into, um, this book is so good. I really like it. Four ways to abide in Christ. And the four things, um, remember, rejoice, request, and renew. And I'm going to bring out some points. So remember, um, she began by reminding, um, herself throughout the day and in every situation that she was not alone, that Jesus' presence through the Spirit dwelled within her. So just consciously acknowledging God's presence reminded her that she no longer needed to rely only on her own abilities, um, but in her own inadequacies, but the Spirit of God would give her what she lacked from the vast riches of Christ. And that's what um, in remember from four ways to abide in Christ. And also there's rejoice. And in rejoice, she, I thank God that his presence was in me and with me and that I had access to God's power and wisdom and love by my faith in Jesus. Faith includes trusting that Jesus is always with us through his spirit. So I ask God to increase my faith and to help me learn how to walk by faith. And that's in rejoice and request. I ask for God's help throughout the day by praying, come Holy Spirit, come. If I was speaking to skeptic, I might ask for the mind of Christ and his wisdom to help me or for the love of Christ to flow through me um, that to that person 
or for the power of God to help extend God's helping, healing, or for boldness and clarity as I shared the gospel. And um, But when I asked to be filled with the love of Jesus, I found that Jesus' love seemed to touch others even when she least was aware of it. And that's in request. And then we have renew. I daily renew my commitment to keep in step with the spirit by opposing my inclination to fall back into self-reliance and self-rule. There is something very powerful about learning to abide in Christ and drawing upon his resources. It is much more than mere intellectual asset. It's remembering that his spirit is in us and available to us to abide in Christ, to protect the presence of Jesus, as some Christians call it is a habit that requires daily spiritual discipline. It doesn't come automatically and will take time to master, as she um, acknowledges Oswald Chambers. And also, um, C.S. Lewis wrote, The real problem of the Christian life comes where people do not usually look for it. It comes the very moment you wake up each morning, all your wishes and hopes for the day rush at you like wild animals. And the first job each morning consists in shoving them all back in listening to that other voice, taking the other point of view, letting the other larger, stronger, quieter life come flowing in and so on all day. We can do it only for moments at a time, but from those moments, the new sort of life will be spreading through our systems because now we are letting him work at the right part of us. And that was from C.S. Lewis wrote that uh, Mere Christianity, she, I guess she was in Mere Christianity, pages 168 and 69. So let's look at Open My Eyes. Another spiritual practice that help us to walk in the power of the Spirit is prayer. We pray for our skeptic friends, and when appropriate, we pray with them. When Jesus tells us to follow him, he is inviting us to join him in the redemptive work he is already engaged in. That is why prayer is so important in evangelism. We must ask God, where are you already in, you know, already at work in my world, Lord? Who are the people in my life that you are seeking? Open my eyes to see, and he will. He will. Isn't that amazing? So let's look at expect much. Learning to walk in the Spirit means asking the Holy Spirit to guide us to people that He is seeking and then expecting that He will and being ready when He does. The truth is expectation is rooted in faith and it is very important for evangelistic fruitfulness. If we expect little from the Lord, we will often get little. If we expect much, we will ask much, and often we'll be, we will receive more than ask or even imagine. So that was coming from expect much. And I will continue with, without question, our culture poses unique challenges for us, just as the faithful who have gone before us and have had to overcome the challenges of their time. That is why God has given us his divine resources to strengthen us in our witness. Listening to lean upon the spirit isn't the only thing you and I need to do if we are to be effective witnesses. We also need to share the wonder of the gospel. And we will do that as we grow in or regain our excitement about and confidence in the marvelous story, which is the subject, which will be of the next section of this book, The Message.
But here is the foundation of staying salt. Apart from him, we can do nothing of any eternal significance with him. We can do what God desires and our world still so needs. We can speak of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? That is so amazing. So we have our questions for reflections, which I'm just going to read them, um, read out the read out the questions and you guys at home can write down your answers. So question for reflections, number one, A, there is more to see than what we can physically see. Why is this so easy to forget? What difference does it make to you to remember that there is a spiritual realm and that God is a breath away? So you guys answer those questions. Um, you can send me your answers if you want to. Let me see what you guys put. And then we have number two. How can you make it a habit to remember, rejoice, request, and renew? How? And number three, are you asking God for opportunities to talk to others about his son? How could you learn to expect more and therefore to ask for more? How could you do that? Well, that will bring us the close. I'm going to answer these questions um, tonight. I'll write down my answers and I'll share them in the next episode um, with chapter five. But I want to see what you guys give you to guys um, time to read the chapter and you guys answer the questions. And you can email them to me and I will even share them um, if you want. I will share your answers. But I will share mine in the next uh, chapter um, we chapter five, which is we have a better story. I'm so excited to begin that. So this will bring our episode, this episode to an end. So um, I hope you guys like this because I really, really, I really enjoyed it. Did you enjoy this episode? Well, there is more to come. This is Tia Londa. Are you wanting to support this podcast or you got a question for me? Well, email your questions to evolvetopics at gmail.com. Now, would you like to learn more about the gospel or want to start courses on the gospel? Well, why not register today at theworldbibleschool.org. See you there. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me on tonight's episode. Um, I'm not feeling, you know, my best, you know, but I still wanted to get this episode done. Um, I owed, um, I was behind an episode or two, but I wanted to get this out. So I want to thank you for joining me and you guys don't forget to join me on the next episode as we continue on with chapter five, we have a better story. So I want to thank you guys again for joining me and see you next time on the next episode of Evolved.